Hello, welcome to the Better Outcomes Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Each episode, we bring you a conversation with leaders across the healthcare industry, exploring topics ranging from new treatment techniques and interventions to novel service delivery methods and business models. And now your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions, a leader in patient engagement and retention strategy. Let's explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Well, hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to episode four of the Better Outcomes show. Today's topic is another one that's probably familiar, at least slightly familiar to many people listening, and that would be functional medicine. I know if you've been on the social media, on the interwebs, you've probably seen banners for it, banner ads and that sort of thing, promoting How can physical therapists implement functional medicine in their practice? Or how can primary care physicians implement functional medicine in their practice? So my guest today is uh, Cheryl Burchard, and she's actually a certified functional medicine health coach. And uh, we talk a little bit about the idea of what is functional medicine, why would a client or a patient want to pursue treatment in that area? And then what is the role that a functional health coach or functional medicine health coach can have in helping those patients and clients achieve their desired goals, reduce their symptoms, return to normal functioning? Uh, we talk a little bit about if we were a, a treating clinician and we had a patient that, you know, might be a candidate for functional medicine or functional health coaching, what are the big things that we would want to know? What are the big symptoms or signs that might point us in the direction of, okay, maybe this person is a, is a good candidate for functional health coaching. So without further ado, let's uh, dive right into the interview. So here's Cheryl Burchard with uh, functional medicine health coaching. Hey, Cheryl, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. You are a functional medicine certified health coach. Am I correct? Is that the correct terminology? All right. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about yourself, what that means to be a functional health coach and kind of how you got into it. And then we'll kind of dive into the big topic at hand, which is what is functional medicine? Sure. Yeah. So um, I got trained in functional medicine coaching back in 2017, received my certification through the um, Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. They have a partnership with the Institute of Functional Medicine. So we're trained as coaches in coaching um, style principles and also with a background of understanding some of what functional medicine is so that we can um, empower our patients through their process of just uh, figuring out maybe what's going on with their health um, or helping them see if there are any red flags that they would need to go seek out further care for. Yeah. Yeah, Is there some kind of like credential requirement to do that? Or does anybody who's kind of in the healthcare field and is understanding what's going on go through this, this certification program to become a coach? Yeah. So they do have some, um, a way to kind of navigate through who would be the best person to go through their coaching program. Uh So I think they have a list on their website and I know that's changed since I was in school somewhat. So most, most people are, do have somewhat of a healthcare background, but some don't, I did not. So, um, yeah, I think they're looking at people who are 
willing to put the time in. It's a one-year certification program. Oh, wow. And so... And additionally, I just was recently um, nationally board certified as a health and wellness coach, which is a new a new standard just oh, to kind cool of deal. help. Yeah, when people are trying to find a coach. Yeah. So then, tell me a little bit about kind of what brought you to functional medicine, how you figured out about it, or found out about it, and discovered it, and then kind of what made you decide to go be a, a certified health coach. Yeah, great question. So I think a lot of us, a lot of health coaches, have a story. And um, I'm no different. So I had had four children and I was in my mid thirties at the time. And just, I had been feeling bad for several years and I just developed a a lot of different health conditions. Um, I had chronic migraines, chronic hives. uh, I had pre-diabetes and high blood pressure. And so I kind of got to the end of my rope. I was I had been seeking all along, trying to figure out why, like, why do I feel this way? What's going on? Um, But every time I would go to the doctor, I would get sent somewhere else or I would be handed a prescription and that just didn't sit well with me. So I ended up going to um, an integrative functional um, practice in North Carolina where I lived at the time. And So this was seven years ago, and they were really able to help me kind of understand what had gone wrong with me. So some infections and things I'd had as a child were playing a role in how I felt. And and my, of course, foundationally, the things I was eating were playing a role as well. So this was when I really got most interested in, in, wow, I really can figure out why, what's really underneath it all. And I, I feel like I didn't need to do the symptom management because I could treat the root of what was happening. Yeah. It seems like a lot of healthcare providers, you you know, you have an ache, you have a pain, you have something going on. They're giving you something to treat that, but you're saying functional medicine, or at least this integrated care center that you went to was kind of looking at those precipitating factors of what was causing it. Right. Absolutely. And so if you look at so if you look at the functional medicine model, what they want to do with a person is to um, individualize the care that this person's receiving. So it's science-based. Um, it empowers the patient and practitioner to work together to, to address the underlying cause of disease in, in, in an individual's body. Um, so that might be different for me and for you. You know, what caused my migraines might not cause yours. So it's really more um, patient-centered and you know, they're going to look at what's going on and not just say, Hey, take this medicine. And and yeah, blood pressure medicine or, you know, migraine medication might get rid of those symptoms, but are you really addressing the dysfunction underneath? Yeah. So does this prompts another question on my, my end. So if somebody's going to see you, let's say they've got something going on and there's a lot of stuff Maybe they've got some headaches, they've got some migraines, they've got some maybe endocrine issues. Are they seeing you like in conjunction with the functional medicine doctor and y'all are both kind of guiding this patient through to recovery? Yes. So I am, I'm partnered with a couple of different um, functional medicine offices that I coach their patients. So yes, they are getting care from the physician and outside of their physician visits, um, we're working on lifestyle together. Uh-huh. So that's a lot of what I do with, with a client. Um, I also have a business on the side where I see people that, um, you know, maybe realize lifestyle is a big factor for them so we can address some of that. And then of course, 
I encourage them to find a functional medicine provider if there's some things that aren't getting better. You know, I want to stay in my lane. I'm not diagnosing or treating anyone. So uh, that's very important for me that they have a trusted provider that they can go to. Yeah. And I guess that's important that whole get, you can't just go to your general PCP oftentimes, right? Like a functional medicine doctor has been trained to be a functional Mm -hmm. medicine doctor, or is it like a philosophy that they're looking at healthcare or kind of both? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so there are a lot of functional medicine uh, practitioners out there and some have been trained in different programs. There's a, there's a few different programs out there. Um, I personally am, uh, connected with Institute of Functional Medicine through you know, my coaching program. So this tends to be the one I'm most familiar with. And I really like what they do and how they train their, um, their practitioners. And so, you know, they do have a, a website where someone could go to find more information if they were interested. Um, of course, there are people out there who say I'm, I'm doing functional medicine and they may not have formal training. So I think if somebody is looking at talking to a provider that's a functional medicine provider, they would want to do a little background and, and just kind of find out, you know, how, how they work. How they yeah. Operate. What their training is. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So let's back up then. And just what is mm-hmm. functional medicine? I think you've, we've been talking around it a little bit, but let's define it. What is functional medicine? Yeah. So I kind of did, and I will go back <laughs> to that a little bit, but yeah, so it's an individualized patient centered science. Um, it's an approach that just empowers a patient and provider to work together um, to look at maybe some genetic genetic components, um, lifestyle factors, which are really big for functional medicine. You know, a lot of what we do every day plays into how we feel. So even, um, you know, some of the biochemistry, some of the other things that they can really look at closely, maybe get some testing done. Um, so they're, they're really going to focus on a person and What's going on? They're kind of going to break that apart a little bit. And so a lot of, a lot of providers use a timeline, a functional medicine timeline. So they'll, okay. they'll go back through a person's life and they'll start before they were even born, like when they were in the womb. And they will identify like if, if the mom uh, was, you know, practicing some behavior that could have, have affected the fetus, you know, the beginning of someone's life. So we'll look, they look at that. They will um, also look at your childhood and kind of trace steps backward, right, to see kind of where these things started happening. Was there a change in your life or, um, you know, they want to look at that piece of the puzzle and just really make it based on what a person is. And they're looking for the root. So they're trying to identify components that, you know, fit into the root cause of what's happening. Yeah, no, that's so instead of looking at like a lot of people in the healthcare field do, instead of looking at somebody saying, okay, you've got XYZ symptoms, it's probably this diagnosis, this is how we're going to treat it. It very much is, let's go back and this particular thing might be affecting you over here. And that maybe if we blanketedly put this diagnosis on you, you would miss it, right? So yes, I'm assuming a lot of the people that end up going to, to see functional, pra- functional medicine practitioners and functional health coaches have probably been through the system enough to realize that there that there's something wrong, right? Like, absolutely. Do you see a lot of people that come to you first thing, or is the majority of the people that come see you somebody that's kind of been beat up through the healthcare system? I have a little bit of both, um, for sure. And I think even the folks that I coach through the the functional medicine providers that I'm partnered with, they have been through the system too. So they are finally, you know, they're like, I have got to figure out what's going on. And, and I just don't like what's happening. I don't like that I'm being handed medicine every time I go to the doctor. And, um, you know, I can use myself as an example. 
just when I was struggling with chronic hives, you know, I would get to the point I couldn't go outside. I would just break out in hives. But when I was a child, I had strep throat a lot. And um, I had kind of developed like an overgrowth of yeast in my body, an overgrowth, and it needed to be treated. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the big things I saw immediately improve. I had been given antihistamines. I'd been told to take certain things to just keep them at bay, but never really addressing what was happening. Yeah. So instead of treating just the hives, you got to the root cause of what's causing the hives, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So clinicians that might be hearing about functional medicine, maybe maybe they're an OT, maybe they're PT, maybe they're a PCP. Mm-hmm. Are, are there areas where they can go or resources they can go find to get some more education? I mean, obviously not every clinician out there is going to be able to become a functional healthcare or functional medicine provider. But mm-hmm. let's just say they've got a patient coming in. They've got multiple comorbidities or something like that. What are some big things that you would look for as a, as a, in your, in your role as a coach, like what would you guide a clinician in selecting a patient that might be a good candidate for some functional health coaching? Yeah. Like what so, are the big things that we would look for? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, for, for an individual, you know, anybody who of course has been through the system, you know, they're dealing with multiple things. And a lot of times, um, you know, I could talk with somebody about what's going on in your lifestyle, you know, where could we look at some things? And, and as far as, you know, sleep and food and um, movement and relaxation, all of those things would be things I would coach on. And so somebody, a, a clinician who might be interested in learning a little bit more about like a functional approach, they would probably look at those same things. You know, even if they couldn't go get trained, um, they could start with those lifestyle factors, you know, with a patient. And just, I know a lot of times they just have 15 minutes. They just have a short window of time to talk with a patient. But, you know, inquiring with them, you know, how are, how is your sleep? You know, um, how is your, how are you eating? And, you know, are you getting any movement? You know, so a lot of times they could maybe help a patient to see, you know, make a connection, right? Yeah, some areas that might more. need to be addressed. Yeah. Really Are there like big areas that you focus on? Like you kind of mentioned sleep, nutrition, mm-hmm. activity. If you had like to narrow it down to like maybe, a, I don't know, top five, top six list mm-hmm. of areas that you need to address, what would they be? Well, those would be those, the big ones. So probably like food, I really feel is foundational. And so I don't prescribe a diet or, uh-huh. um, a, you know, I don't play nutritionist or dietitian. Um, if I'm working with one of the functional medicine providers, um, typically they will, they will guide them with that. And I'll just help them with implementation of that. Right. Okay. Um, another thing, like if I'm just working with a client who is you may, maybe called me, we'll just kind of start looking at what are you eating and like, where could we, you know, where would you maybe want to make some changes? So I kind of leave it in their hands. Right. And, uh, we can explore what it's like to eat more color, for example, and to maybe stop going to fast food. And, um, and one of the really big important things as a coach, when I'm working with somebody is I'm, I'm going to help them start where they're ready. Um, Uh and I think that's a really important thing, even for a provider to consider is, um, you know, I know providers change. Yeah. They're used to saying, okay, here's the problem. This is what you need to do. And so as a coach, I kind of would say, yes, you've got these situations, you know, your sleep's bad, you're not exercising, your nutrition's not right. Where, where do you want to start? So that's where we start with Uh like one or two small things and kind of build upon that. 
Yeah. Are you working from any uh, kind of like behavioral change models or anything like that? You know, like the trans theoretical model change. I'm sure we've all heard it. Like yeah. You're walking people from <laughs> pre-contemplation all the way to planning and action and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, I do a lot of that. I try to use some motivational interviewing to help okay. them, you know, to elicit inside of them, you know, kind of just draw out, you know, some, maybe some of their reasons for change as well. Um, you know, sometimes typically what I'll do in the beginning is start with a vision. You know, what do you want for your life? What are you looking for? Um, and how and then we kind of just make a path to get there. You know, what what do you feel needs to change for you to be able to walk a mile or two miles or to be able to, uh, you know, travel and, and not worry about if you're going to, if your knee's going to bother you or you're going to feel bad. Right. So helping them make a path forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds exciting. So as far as the types of patients you see or the, the diagnoses or anything like that, is there a, a common pattern that you, of you would like, are you seeing a lot of patients with chronic pain? Or are you seeing a lot of patients with obesity or prediabetes? Or is, is it kind of all over the place? Yeah, I would say all of the above. The bigger all things I, I tend to see would be either metabolic syndrome, um, uh -huh. type 2 diabetes, or like prediabetes. Um, high blood pressure, probably one of the bigger ones. Um, and those two things are very re reversible. If you have the right provider that can help you navigate that and the right care, you, you know, a lot of people can get off medicines for those things. Um, I see a lot of folks with autoimmune disease, and I think those are the ones that, that gets kind of pushed around in the system, right? Yeah. And honestly, really, at the root, what we kind of will find is inflammation at most of these. The root is inflammation. And so really working to identify how they can lower their inflammation with food, mm -hmm. with, you know, rest, with movement. And, and an, another big one would be mindset and, and just – finding some time to have some calm in their day and get out of that fight or flight mode and uh -huh. have some time to restore themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So then talk to me a little bit about inflammation. You, you said it's can be the root cause of a lot of things. So uh -huh. what might be causing somebody to have increased inflammation? And are we, are we, we're not talking like my knee is inflamed. We're talking systemic inflammation. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you know, the body deals with, injury with inflammation, right? If we get yeah. cut or we get hurt, the body has a built-in mechanism to heal that. And then it typically will turn off, right? So the problem is, is when you have insult after insult, you know, there is a chronic kind of smoldering inflammation that happens in the body. So and it never so, goes away, right? Right. And, and they can be really problematic for somebody who's, you know, they kind of can see, maybe they start with this one symptom and they just things just kind of snowball. They start seeing more things and they just kind of get worse over time. So, yeah, I mean, for example, if someone's eating a sad, like a standard American diet, you know, we would start with that. Maybe what could, what could you do to, to kind of wean yourself off some of that stuff and, and maybe increase your color. And it could just be a little mindfulness around that, right? Like being focused on trying to do a little bit more of that and setting some goals around it. Um, and, you know, for the inflammation part two, it could be, you know, if somebody's eating a lot of sugar and sweets that, or sugar can be one of those things that can contribute there. But even, even stress, you know, can be very inflammatory being in that fight or flight mode all the time and never restoring, uh, you know, kind of your homeostasis. Body. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's it. 
so yeah, there's so, I guess, so many things. Uh, and a lot of times, us, uh, you know, people do need testing for sure, but a lot of times they will see a symptom resolution with just some of these, these lifestyle factor changes. Uh-huh. Are there specific tests in general that functional medicine doctors or even you might recommend? Because I know, like, I'm, I imagine if you're looking for the root of, like, inflammation or something like that, going and getting a CBC, like a complete blood count or something, doesn't really give you what you're mm-hmm. looking for. So I'm assuming, are there special tests involved? That you're trying to yeah, tease out yeah. nutrition elements? There are. And I, you know, I, of course, leave that up to a provider to do. But there, you know, I know some of the ones that I work with use like um, a C-reactive protein just to kind of see what's going on there. But that could be, you know, you could have an illness and you could that could be elevated. So they, they kind of look at that over time. They may look at A1C, you know, to kind of look at a history for, um, you know, blood sugar over the past uh-huh. few months. Some, you know, if, a lot of times we see a lot of digestive issues with people. Um, this tends to be one of my favorite areas to work in. And, you know, getting some comprehensive stool testing to find out what's going on in there. Do you have some bad bugs? You know, the doctor will guide them through the treatment plan for that. And then also guide them through if they need some some of the good bugs put back, right? Yeah. And help, help them, you know, replace some of the things that have been lost there. So, yeah, there's... Um, a lot of really awesome functional medicine uh, tests and tools that the clinicians do use. Yeah. Well, it seems like with that upper GI or GI issues in general, diet probably plays a huge role in that too, right? Yes. And, and even, you know, even something as simple as, are you completely chewing your food when you're eating? You know, really? that's a lifestyle <laughs> thing. Yeah. So that's something we may not think about masticating our food, but, you know, people rush through their meals and sometimes that's a, a very foundational thing for a lot of people to say, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm swallowing my food half, you know, chewed. <laughs> so I could work on that area or even just giving themselves some calmness, which will help their digestive system sometimes. And then if they don't see some improvements with the food and the, the mindfulness around eating, then, you know, further testing might be warranted with their provider. Yeah. And you've kind of mentioned stress too. I think, I feel like all Americans or at least the majority of ones that I talk to are always living at like a, a baseline level of stress, right? <laughs> you know, like our, our phones yeah. are going off, our kids yeah. are screaming, work's going crazy. Now we're in a pandemic. So there's always yeah. something kind of pressing us out. How does that affect overall health? Yeah. You know, this is a, this is a really great area that, I think for me, I didn't realize, but for a lot of people, they don't know, you're, you're never going to get out of the craziness of life, right? You're always going to have stuff going going on. on. You've got to find a way to kind of pull yourself out of that a little bit and find some restorative things to practice. Maybe you meditate or prayer, um, even some just basic breathing exercises can be very helpful for just having some calmness. Um, even a gentle walk in nature, you know, not going out and doing cardio or, you know, some hit workout, but just a gentle walk out in nature. You know, these things all make a difference. If, if someone could find a way, if they're, if they're seeing that, that they're not really doing these things daily, maybe just increasing those over time to see how it affects them. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I teach at the university and we talk about mindfulness and mental health every now and then. Do you guide, do you give your folks, um, you know, exercises or scripts around mindfulness, or is it more of a kind of a general 
focusing on your body and awareness type of thing that you're doing. Yeah, I do. And I, I, I tend to kind of explore that with them and see what they're looking for. And uh-huh. some people are kind of like, what is that? Right. So yeah. they've never had an experience with it. So I'll, I'll kind of explain it. It's just a non-judgmental awareness of what's happening. Right. You don't have to beat yourself up over something, but just being aware of it. Um, and then a lot of times I will do an exercise where I have them just kind of put their hand on their chest and their hand on the belly and see where they're breathing from, you know, even switching down to belly breathing. A lot of people are chest breathing and that can help a lot with um, just having some calmness, uh-huh. especially with those who deal with maybe some anxiety or, or things like that. Um, yeah. So I'll explore with them with what, what they're looking for. Um, even gratitude journaling, you know, that's another big one, kind of a mindset shift of what was me to what, you know, all the blessings that you may not be seeing in life. So there's so many fantastic tools and I love exploring them with people who maybe never had experience. Yeah. It's all about kind of sending yourself, getting in a position where maybe you're not even, like you said, the stressors are always going on, right? (laughs) You know, I've got four kids downstairs. God knows Uh what they're doing. It's going to be stressful (laughs) when I get down, but trying to be, you know, mindfully present. So Mm -hmm. besides the journaling and the mindfulness and the walks in nature, are there anything else that you recommend to folks? Yes. I, I try to encourage people to, you know, see how their sleep is too. And, you know, okay. I feel like that's really like where we're healing. Um, every day our body's restoring itself during sleep. And, you know, if they're not sleeping well, let's look at, you know, where maybe you need to get a sleep test ordered from your physician. Um, see what's going on while you're mm-hmm. resting or, or mm-hmm. even maybe mm-hmm. it's just, you need to change your evening routine a little bit. So we'll, we'll kind of explore what that looks like. If you're, you know, stimulating your brain right up until bedtime and then you can't wind down. Yeah, I can't turn it off. Yeah. Or, you know, another thing too, a lot of people deal with is just they get in bed and their mind's racing. You know, they're thinking, what do I have to do tomorrow? But a lot of that can be, you can retrain yourself, you know, learn a new way. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's another one of my favorite things to work with people on is sleep. And, and just, there's so many things around sleep that we can do. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes even as just as simple as, like you said, changing that routine, maybe doing some mindfulness before you get in bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Try to yeah. calm the mind. I do. I have tracks that I share with my clients if they want to do meditation. Um, you know, some are energizing for like morning time and some are, you know, getting wound down for the evening. And people really love that. You know, they find that over time, and there's a lot of science behind it, you know, they find that they're able to kind of get into that state a little bit better with some of the meditation. Yeah. Well, and the role of sleep too. I remember reading somewhere in a book, they did, they've done a study, uh, plenty of studies, but they mm-hmm. took people that were only sleeping six hours and people that were sleeping like seven hours and then they had them do like cognitive tests. Yes. And the people that just that one hour made such a huge difference for them. So is yes. there a, a recommended time that you give your clients? Like I want you to shoot for at least this much uninterrupted sleep if possible. I try not to be prescriptive Uh in my role. I try to just say to them, you know, what, maybe what does your sleep look like right now? And, you know, if you feel like you need, you know, what kind of explore do you feel like you would benefit if you had more sleep? So I try to let them make those guidelines for themselves and and find the value for that autonomy, right? Uh To be able to do that on their own. And yeah, then I'm patient directed. 
Yeah. And just support them and whatever it is they feel, what direction they feel they need to go. Because I know we all need different sleep. And, you know, of course, there are guidelines out there saying, you know, the best amounts for, for men and women and children. And um, but, yeah, I try to let them direct that as much as possible. But if, you know, if someone, for instance, is getting, you know, five or less hours of sleep, you know, that would be a red flag for sure to say, OK, maybe, you know, we need to look at this. Very yeah, I'm not going to tell you how much to sleep, <laughs> but you probably need to get some more, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I would I would I would say, you know, that is a risk factor for a lot of things is that is getting consistently less than that amount of sleep. So. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, I try to, if it's, if it's more around the six, seven, eight hour, I, I just kind of let them direct that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you, because you're not a, a functional medicine doctor, a lot of what you are doing is guiding, it's coaching, it's getting people to either a readiness to make some kind of lifestyle adaptation or make some change. Talk to me a little bit about the relationship you form with your clients. And I'm assuming you're, it's not just a transactional one and done type of deal, right? Like you're, you're walking with them through sometimes important and meaningful changes in their lives. So tell me a little bit about that. And then maybe we'll talk about like what a client might expect or what is something that a client would want to look for in a functional medicine coach. Sure. Yeah. And I, I tend to, when I, when I'm meeting someone for the first time, I try to do, you know, maybe 15 minute um, call just to get to know each other to see if we would be a good fit to work together, just to kind of hear a little bit about what they're dealing with. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm, I feel strongly that they really need to go see a physician, you know, like this is way out of my scope. I I wouldn't feel comfortable so I can help make that decision with them. Um, And then if they want to work together, the relationship tends to be um, anywhere from six to 12 months that I would um, somebody. And I would, you know, I have worked with people for more like three months. Um, I feel like sometimes we're just getting started at that point. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, like if someone, for example, I've had a client recently, just morbid obesity and, um, but she didn't want to talk about food. It wasn't, she wasn't ready to talk about, changing food. There was a lot of other stuff that had to happen before she was ready to do that. So it took some time. Uh So yeah, it tends to be, I would say probably anywhere from six to 12 months is probably a good, a good good time. time, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how about, let's say there's a, there's somebody listening out here who's thinking maybe I need a functional health coach. What are they looking for in a functional health coach? Right. That's good question. Um, I think you would want someone who would really be a partner with you in your health. Um, not someone who's going to tell you what to do or try to work outside of their, their lane. Right. I really appreciate the fact that I get to spend time with my clients and I get to hear the ins and outs of their life. And I think that's really important because sometimes you know, you, you might want to explore an area of that keeps coming up in coaching. And so mm-hmm. I, I just want people to know that I'm there to care for, I, I'm trying to be a caring person as I partner with them. And I think that when someone's looking for a coach, they would want to look with, for somebody that has, you know, this good ability to listen and to help them as they make a path forward. Yeah. Yeah. If there's, let's say there's a clinician out there listening and wants to know, is there a directory 
of people like you? Like, how do I, I've got a patient that <laughs> yes. might really benefit. <laughs> what there do I do? Is. Where do I go? Yeah. So the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy does have a directory for functional medicine certified health coaches. And um, so that's a good place to start. Uh-huh. And that's, uh, I would encourage people to look there. And, and there's a lot of different coaches. And most of us coaches work remotely and we can work with any provider in any state. Um, I have providers in New York, Pennsylvania, I'm working with one getting ready to start in Texas. And so I have some different areas in North Carolina too. And so I don't need to travel to do this. And it's a great opportunity to, you know, especially during this time, pandemic time, you know, we can, we can just meet on video or meet on phone and chat. Exactly. Yeah. It seems like the whole world had a hard time shifting over to telehealth, but it seems like you've been doing that for a while, right? (laughs) I have. Yeah. And I love it because nobody has to commute. And a lot of times people feel comfortable in their home, you know, have a conversation on video where they can feel comfortable, not like they're in a, an office setting or some formal place. Yeah, they're not coming in and hearing, seeing the white coats and the clipboards and all that. Able to get from the comfort of their own home. Absolutely. Do you do do much work with folks around their, some work with folks around work, but around their work, maybe their performance at work or what's going on with them in their job? Or does it tend to mostly be around other lifestyle areas? Because I'm assuming a lot of folks have issues stress alone because mm-hmm. of work, right? <laughs> they do. And yeah, we will explore that if that's a place they want to talk through. I do some corporate coaching as well. So I, I tend to talk with some of my clients in the corporate setting more about some of those things that are related to work. Um, and sometimes I work with people who are a little older and are retired. So, and maybe Maybe for them, they're looking for things to do, you know, they're, yeah. they're this time of life, it's a little different. So yeah, I mean, I work with, um, we look at all kinds of areas and, and work can be a big one for a lot of people just having that, you know, ability to turn it off too. Yeah. Um, to leave work at work, mm-hmm. focus on the important things, right? Yeah. Um, all right. We're getting near the end here. If you had just one big takeaway, you wanted someone to walk away from this episode with about functional medicine and functional health coaching, what would it be? Well, I believe it would be that I want people to have hope. If you're struggling, if you have strange things in your body that are happening, that there is probably somebody out there that can help you figure out and get to the root of what's going on. Um, And I think it's worth, you know, if you've been through the system, the traditional healthcare system, and you haven't gotten answers or you keep ending up with prescriptions and you, you don't want that, I think it's worth looking into a different way um, to know that you may be able to, to figure out what's going on. All righty. That's great. Um, Cheryl, thank you very much. If people yes. want to find you or find out more about you, where can they do that? Um, I have a website. It's www.gutcoachcheryl.com. And there's also a section on there for a provider that might want to work with, have a health coach or collaborate with a health coach to, to get in touch with me on there as well. Okay, great. And we'll link to those in the show notes. Cheryl, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you. All righty, bye. Goodbye. Well, I hope you enjoyed 
uh, that interview. I know I enjoy talking with anybody who's doing something outside of the box and looking at how do we take a client or a patient who's got XYZ symptoms, which may be manifesting in pain or in some kind of functional limitation, and how do we drive deep and get to those precipitating factors or the underlying reasons why a patient might be experiencing pain or dysfunction or inflammation or, or whatever the case might be. So the whole idea of functional medicine and, and that sort of thing is, is kind of appealing to me. I really liked how Cheryl talked about the, the importance of motivational interviewing and understanding behavioral change. And especially in her case, where she's a coach, she's not a clinician who's quote unquote, doing something to or for a patient. She's really supporting a client through their arc of change and through her services is help is helping them achieve whatever goal it is by affecting real lifestyle changes on their behalf. So the idea of motivational interviewing and how do we get a patient who may be somewhat on board with what we want to do or what the vision that we see and how do we make them adopt that as their own choice, if you would, um, I think is super, super fascinating. I, I've written a couple articles on the importance of behavioral change, and you can find those at the website, rehabupracticesolutions.com. And it's, it's always interesting to talk about. Just the, again, we're, we're all humans. We all have brains, and our psychology is super intricate and plays a pivotal role in our overall health. I mean, everything from how we perceive the world is how we experience the world. So anyways, um, if you liked the show, if you like what we're doing here, give us a rating or review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Subscribe to our email list and you'll get the episodes sent right to your inbox whenever we publish them. We publish them every two weeks. You can go to RehabUPracticeSolutions.com to learn more about us and what we do. Until the next episode, be safe, be healthy. I will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Better Outcome Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Our hope is that you walk away from each episode informed, equipped, and empowered to push the boundaries in your own practice or business. We want to give you the tools to help you build strong, long-lasting relationships with your patients and clients, helping meet their goals, improve their health, and achieve better outcomes. Learn more at www rehabupracticesolutions.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.